sometimes we cannot even think in that situation because we are paralyzed, right? So the thinking brain uh, is basically, it, it shuts down, right? Yeah, that's, that's why it's called, uh, you know, fight, flight, or freeze. Uh, there's yeah. under certain, you see it more in animals, but it happens in humans. Uh, you know, it's the deer in headlights. It's like, oh my God, there's danger. Stop. Stay still. Yeah. Maybe I won't get eaten if I don't move. But, you know, one thing that I wanted to, to add here, because, uh, you know, I'm always fascinated by um, the, the, what is available in science around all of these things. And there's one mm -hmm. book that, uh, that I've been reading, and I've been taking a really slow approach to reading it because it's it's uh, it's it, to me it's very mind blowing. Which is a book by a um, neuroscientist psychologist called Lisa Feldman Barrett, uh, and it's a book uh, that's called "How Emotions Are Made: The Secret Life of the Brain." And wow. this is a scientist, a uh, neuroscientist, uh, going into how the body creates emotions. And essentially, this book is touted as, as revolutionary as relativism over Newtonian physics in the field of emotional study. And in the field of spirituality, you know, you've always had a bunch of gurus and people saying, you know, we create our own reality and it's kind of hard to connect. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, right. Okay. No, no, I, I did not create coronavirus. Um in this book, uh, you go, she goes deep into the neuroscience of how we create reality. Uh, mm, wow. Basically, she says emotions are not things that are reactions that, it's, that are in our body uh, to a situation. It's actually the brain is constantly running thousands and thousands of predictions and simulations based on sensorial input and information and mm -hmm. then comes up with one final theory that says, okay, let's activate this plan. So if you're walking down a path and there's a stick in the path, your your brain, and this is also subconscious, and suddenly there's a stick that says, oh, shit, that stick could be a snake. It's like, yeah, let's protect. Boom. That goes to the conscious <laughs> level. And then what you're doing is you're actually projecting fear onto the situation mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. reacting with fear. Now, it happens in milliseconds. But to understand how mind-blowing this is, is that she talks about, uh, you know, she says, when you look at a rainbow, uh, a rainbow has roughly, you know, six or seven bands of color. Uh, now, if you look at a rainbow in black and white, it's a color spectrum. You see darker and lighter, you do not see seven bands of color. What happens yeah. is your brain has a concept of what red is. And mm. then it clusters everything that is close enough to red and different than the others to create a band of color. So that band of color that you see in the rainbow is not real. It's, it's wow. inside your brain. Uh, you know, Vish, wow. the CEO of Mind Valley, has talked in different chats about the Himba tribe in Namibia that can't see the color blue because uh, there isn't a word in their language. Uh, but mm. they have eight words for the color green. And scientists went to test this, and they would have these 14 squares, 13 green, one blue. They could not distinguish the blue. Uh, now, you would not be able to distinguish the differences be between the other 13 greens, but they can. Yeah. So, wow. so she starts with that. If color, which is as objective a reality that most of people would agree with, uh, it's actually a cultural construct, and it is actually created in your brain based on you being taught that red is red from the time that you were very little. Yeah, yeah. But if you were an Eskimo, 
you would see thousand shades of white and gray and snow, but you would have a tougher time distinguishing between, you know, a, a blue and an aqua potentially, because these colors are not mm. in, your, in your environment. And it is the same exact thing that happens with emotions. You are wow. projecting emotions onto situations based on past experience. Uh, I mean, we, and, and I'll finish with this because I could go on for hours on this and then I'll link it back to why this is so important, um, is, is there are, and she shows this in the book, there are 10 times more connections between different parts of the brain and your visual cortex than there are from your retina to your visual cortex. So there's mm-hmm. 10 times more information being processed of visual memory than actual visual input to create everything that you're seeing. So mm. sight is a reconstruction uh, by the brain that's done so quickly that you see it as reality, but it's actually your brain interpreting it and seeing and seeing it very quickly. So if we take it to the terrain of fear, uh, it's like you are projecting fear onto the situation based on your past experience, conscious and subconscious things, your cultural context, and it is a neurological process. That once you understand it, you can say, wait a second, it does not have to be that way if I do not want it to be that reality. Because the brain actually does not distinguish between something that is real or not real. That's why entertainment works. That's why we get sucked into action movies and why we can cry at love stories. But the brain doesn't really know that the person that died of cancer after all of this struggle is just an actor that didn't really, you know it logically, but emotionally. So so the brain doesn't distinguish that difference. And that, that understanding of that is so incredibly powerful in dealing with the types of situations that, that, uh, that we're currently facing.